Welcome to Mind Body Yay. Thank you for joining me here. This is the place to come to refuel your vibe and nourish your mind, body, and energy. I am Kate Zukas. I am your host and wellbeing guide for this podcast. I am a mind body business leader, yoga and meditation teacher, and mindfulness and self care coach. I am so excited to be here with you. The goal of Mind Body Yay is to provide awareness, education, and practices to help you nourish your mind, body, and soul. Self care and mindfulness have been critical to my overall mind body well being, and I share my learnings and practices with you in this podcast. I am a firm believer that mental health takes a village to support. And if we all share our wisdom from our areas of expertise, we can truly make a difference to the future of mental health. This is a high vibe podcast. So let's get those positive vibes flowing and get started with today's podcast. In this episode of Mind Body Yay, I'm going to take you on a personal journey on maintaining your mind body wellness as a professional. And I will share with you my observations as I am a professional and entrepreneur and creator. So I will share with you some of my personal observations I have had as a professional, as well as working for other people and working for myself. And I'll also share with you what I do weekly and what are my well-being habits to help manage my own well-being. So I wanted to jump on and put some yay back into your mind and body. So I started a new corporate contract um, and this is my second week in and I'm also using this time to also observe um, and also learn a little bit more about um, my own behaviours um, and my own well-being and how I'm also managing my well-being while working, managing my mind-body business as well as having it two kids. So life is pretty full on and for most of us, life is very busy. So I wanted to share with you uh, and talk to you about well-being at work and working um, and really focusing on your own well-being while being a busy professional. And I've worked in corporates and governments um, for the last 20 years and I've really, you know, been challenged a lot of the time over that time um, and I feel like sometimes I've really pushed Um, myself to my limits, which I know some of you um, are probably nodding as well, um, but pushed myself to my limit. Um, I've experienced burnout um, a few times uh, over those years. Um, The first time I experienced burnout, I was in my early 20s and I was just fried. I just was burnt out and from overwork uh, and ended up in hospital and, you know, mental health, burnout, doesn't discriminate. Uh, so you've really got to start to get yourself some good well-being and mind-body habits from early in your career as well um, and really set some strong boundaries. Um, so for me, I've always felt like I've been fighting for my well-being, um, especially when I've been working in corporates. And, you know, and, and things have got definitely gotten better, like definitely gotten better 
um, over time. And now I think I also understand how I work best as well. Like I know that I give a lot of my energy to my work. I know that I work very fast. I know um, the intensity that I work at is a lot, so I just give out a lot very quickly. And that also means I need to refill my cup as well. Otherwise, I'm just going to continue to burn out. Um, you know, and that's my observation about myself and how I work. Um, but I wanted to jump on because I think it's a perfect time um, after kind of starting a new role. Um, you know, I did have a couple of months off where I just focused on my mind-body business, um, which was fantastic, and I'm still doing my coaching, um, which is great, um, and I'll get to some of that stuff later. Uh, but um, I wanted to, to come on and go, how has the, this kind of first two weeks been for me? Um, what impact have I already seen on my mind and body wellness? And there has been a few. Um, and also where you know, I kind of interject with um, my wellbeing kind of activities throughout the week. So, and some of these might look a little bit unusual, um, but I put it all under um, that mind-body wellness um, because it's what I need to help boost up my energy as well. So calm and balance is a superpower and it's definitely what uh, we strive to do um, and strive to also look after our well-being. So a lot of the time when we're just pushed and pulled so much and we can sometimes really feel out of control because we've got to meet deliverables, we've got to keep stakeholders happy, all of that good stuff that you um, deal with when you're, you're working for others. Um, but I think one of the biggest... Um, things I've learnt um, and will really want to take into this video is around setting boundaries is just so important for your well-being. It is probably one of the biggest acts of self-care that you can do to really set some some good boundaries to make sure that work is just not kind of crawling into your kind of personal life um, too much as well. So I think the biggest thing for me is being aware, staying aware of your well-being, knowing where your triggers are, knowing where you start to see yourself um, get energy drained or when you where you start to feel um, that you're not at your optimal um, health and, you know, and when you're at your optimal health, you're able to deliver a lot more and you're also able to look after yourself. So that strive for balance um, is something that I know I'm really strive to do um, in all of my work as well. And while I'm quite strong with some of my boundaries um, and also as I've learned to kind of really start to not only have the boundaries there, but, and it's great that you've got boundaries. This is just a side note. Great that you've got boundaries. You need to communicate those boundaries. So you really need to be able to tell people what those boundaries are because even this first week I can start to feel that I'm pushing maybe some of those boundaries that I had. So it's about being very clear on what you can and can't do. And I'm finding now the conversation around mental health um, as is really changing we're able to be a lot more open with what our needs are um, if you need to work from home more if you need to work more flexibly you know this is where the conversation's going and also being able to finish work at a reasonable time so you can have some downtime so 
all of this stuff is things that we as professionals have to deal with all the time. And I'm not just talking to professionals here. I'm talking, you know, I'm talking to, you know, obviously professionals, entrepreneurs, creators, you know, we all are here, you know, earning a living and, um, you know, sometimes whether you're working for yourself um, and, you know, and you're delivering to your customers, uh, you're working for someone else and you've got to deliver to your manager and to your executives um, and, you know, and also to creators as well where there's a lot of work where you do it in isolation and um, that can be really hard too. And a lot of the time you can just keep working because everything's available for you to work on all the time. You just open your laptop and it's there. So how you start to bring some more awareness into how you're working. So that's kind of the reason for today <laughs> and the reason for, for kind of pulling this session together. I do want to give a few more check-ins as I am working and doing kind of more corporate and contracting work um, to help you see that I get some of these impacts as well, right? And I'm a mindfulness coach, yoga and meditation teacher, and I get pulled and I get sucked into some of um, just that um, busyness and the hecticness and that energy um, that, you know, you do get from being in a corporate and how do you kind of hold your space while obviously being able to serve everyone else and meet all the demands that you have to meet on a daily basis. So I thought a good place to start is just what are some of the impacts, the wellbeing impacts that I have observed um, over the last week or so since I've, I've started um, working. So I think you've got to start to know some of your triggers, which is what I mentioned before, and looking after your mind and body health is really important. Otherwise, we are going to overwork, we're going to get overwhelmed, we're going to get stressed, we're going to get anxious, we're going to get burnt out. So we're going to go down that sliding scale. So not only are there those mental impacts, um, and I've already started to, to feel some of these and I'll talk through some of these, um, but there's also the physical aspect of this too. So if, if there's only so much physically we can do, you know, where we, we are human, there's so much, only so much we can do before our body says no, and then we get sick. Right. So this is why I think from your end and watching this, reflect on your own experience as a professional as well. And what, where are some of these impacts and to your well-being like, and, you know, for me, when I start to look at some of these things that I've looked at, I've got so many notes, I wrote so many notes for this video as well, but these are some of the things. So you probably, you might nod when you go through some of these um, mind body impacts as I'm calling them. Um, as you go through, but I will talk you through some of these. And then I also want to talk you through, so what do I actually do to help manage my well-being and continue to invest in my own self-care while delivering to others as well? So let's start with what are some of these impacts that I've observed? And some of these I thought were quite interesting. And even just being able to sometimes step out of that participant mode into the observer mode helps to manage stress because you know at the end of the day we've got to keep this into perspective I know we need to work you know I'm not going to downplay that we you know most of us you know need to work um, but at the same time you need to keep it into perspective as well and um, sometimes we get so stressed and so drained by things um, that will not matter in six or 12 months time anyway so 
I'm trying to keep perspective as I'm going through this as well. Um, I've also got the luxury of having my personal calm coach, who is my husband. So I am very lucky that I did marry my calm coach. So I do have someone that I can talk to as well throughout the week. Um, when I find that I'm just getting too busy and too overwhelmed and, you know, to kind of draw me and bring me back um, into balance as well because you sometimes need that voice of reason. Um, so, okay, so what are some of these impacts that I've had? So firstly, and it has been starting a new job, right, so this is completely um, understandable to have this, but it's brain drain, right, complete brain drain, um, mental overload, Right. So just getting that constant information and we live in an era where we are just constantly receiving information. Um, and so for me, that is a huge observation of just how much mentally we take on board. Um, and I know for any parents watching this too, like professionally and then being a parent on top of this is really, really, really hard from a mental load perspective because it sometimes just feels never ending. Um, so brain is full, right? So that's one of my biggest observations this week. Um, as a professional, brain is full. And then the impact I found of that is that it's just the mental fog. I'm like, there's nothing else that I could fit into my mind this week. Um, it was just full and it just started to get very, very foggy. And then from those moments when you're very foggy in your brain, I'm off balance. I know personally I'm off balance. I start to overthink things. I start to that monkey mind just goes to town. So this is where I start to see this knock-on effect. So I'm asking you to have a look at your own patterns as well and, you know, look at kind of where do you get that brain drain from? How can you also balance that out to, you know, kind of what do you need to do then to to declutter um, and to get some mental space? Um, and I'll go through some of the stuff I, I do around that. But that was one of my big um, observations this week was around just that brain drain um, and the exhaustion that you get with that brain drain as well. So that's one aspect um, that I found and one um, impact. The second, so that's kind of the mental exhaustion. The second was the physical exhaustion, right? So I work hybrid um, and I do four days a week, um, but I am traveling and the commute is about an hour and a half for me. So it's a very decent commute and it is on um, – light rail, trains, buses, you name it. It's kind of I'm experiencing it all. So there's quite a lot um, in my commute and it's a physical drain, right? You're up earlier, you've got to get out, you don't get home till later. Um, it is just um, physically draining as well. So just that travelling as well, I find that's physically draining. So I've kind of... Um, feel like you've had the mental and the physical drain and it's exhausting right so from from that um and the impact the big impact of that i found is the sleep and the impact to sleep right so while you're exhausted uh 
is, you know, your brain is overactive, you're overthinking, um, and you're just letting the date replay over and over and over in your head. And I know that's what I do. And I think that's, for me, one of the impacts of having, you know, a heavy um, mental load um, and also um, wanting to be of service and wanting to solve all the problems um, of the world um, where I'm working. And, you know, I just can't do that. So this is where it comes back to keep things, keeping things into perspective um, as well. But the sleep impact um, was something that, I really observed and was quite worried about too because I'm a very good sleeper, um, you know, and I've really focused on clearing my mind in the evening to be able to sleep well. And so the the impact that this has had on my sleep um, is just very interesting and I'm very curious about it in myself because um, that monkey mind keeps going. Um, and so that was that was just one, but it's also now I'm aware of this as well. I need to start to manage this. So have a look at your own patterns um, as well and your own well-being and where you start to get um, impacted um, by your work or your lifestyle as well. Um, so physically, um, I also noticed that I've been um, working at a desk, uh, you know, kind of most of the time over the last four days and, you know, there's also rushing to get lunch, um, not many breaks throughout the day, um, not actually many times to kind of go even refill your water bottle, that type of, you know, all of that stuff we all go through. Um, and that's just part of a lot of the time corporate life and, and what we do. Uh, but I have noticed um, just my the sore neck, back, shoulders, tightness, really, really, really tight. So... Um, that is one of the biggest other big physical observations um, that I have noticed from kind of being so desk desk bound and also just on calls a lot or doing a lot of um, very heavy content kind of work. So, you know, these are all kind of the impacts that we deal with all the time, right? And you might be aware of these. You might be going, yep, I know it. You might just be aware of it and go, yep, that's all. I, nothing I can do because... It's just what my work demands of me. Um, or you might be watching this going, oh, my gosh, I've never thought about these and how it's actually impacting my well-being. So these are just some of the things that might impact me and just some of the stuff I know I need to manage so that I can bring myself into balance and that I can, t can need to recharge myself on as well so that when I go back to work, then I'm able to be fresh, um, to be balanced, to be productive um, and to be able to serve um, and deliver as best that I can. So... They're kind of the impacts that I've gone through and what I've observed, and there's probably going to be many more over the next couple of weeks, but these are kind of just some of the things. And, you know, it's interesting when you work for yourself, um, I feel you're obviously in a little, with a lot more control of um, your work um, and what you're delivering when, um, but obviously you're delivering to customers you know, to your customers and to your clients um, as well. But I do find there's a lot more freedom for you to be able to work um, the way that you work best as well. So that is kind of one of my observations. I think sometimes corporates are getting there. Some of them are there. They let people work how they work best. Um, other times there's more restrictions as well around you got to be in the office a certain amount of days or um, you got to work between certain hours, etc. So, I do find as, you know, an entrepreneur looking at the different impacts you get and, 
you know, it's all draining. Like I'm not going to underplay that. It's all draining. It's all stressful. Um, but we've got to look after ourselves in the process, right? And like I said, it's just a job. It's at the end of the day, that's what I'm trying to also drill into myself. This is a job, you know, and as much as I want to bring my purpose into it, um, you know, there's so much that I can do at the moment, um, especially when you're working um, for other people as well. Um, and sometimes I've always felt fallen into the trap that I feel like I've got to solve all the company's issues. And I'm like, you know, some of these companies have had issues for the last 50 years. I can't come in and solve everything. Um, and I'm not the only person that works in the company. Some of these have got thousands of employees, like, you know. So, again, keep it into perspective um, and also focus on your self-care, focus on your boundaries. So with that, I want to get into what do I actually do to look after my well-being during the week and you know as a professional when I'm working what are some of the things I do to really focus on my well-being so I did just mention one um, before um, my calm coach um, who is always great to have a chat to and I think finding a friend um, and debriefing or um, just having a voice of reason there sometimes um, and this is one of the reasons why I do my coaching um, as well as to help create calm and stillness and balance um, for other people um, as well and bring that mindful energy um, into them um, and bring it out of them um, so that you can achieve this, this state of balance um, that we're all striving to achieve. Um, so I do have my calm coach and so um, that is one of the best things that I have really used this week um, to be able to debrief, to just talk it out um, and just get at some of the stuff almost that's been sitting in that mental space just out. Um, and if you don't have a calm coach, your own kind of calm coach, um, that's okay. Um, journal is another way of doing it. Journaling in the evenings is such a fantastic way to be able to move a lot of that stuff out of your head and onto paper. So that's definitely stuff I'm going to get back into. Um, and also get yourself a coach if you need to, right? So over this week as well, I reconnected um, with my healer. Um, it's just a coincidence. Well, there's no coincidences. It's, um, it, you know, everything is working out when you, you receive what you need at the time. But my healer is doing um, a community sessions um, one night a week. Um, and so I've jo joined her kind of weekly healing sessions. And so I kind of got my own coach that I use. You know, I've got my healer. You know, who do you have? Um, professionals, you know, um, therapists, psychologists are amazing um, to use to help um, talk a lot of this stuff out. Um, Counselors, um, healers, um, other coaches. There's loads of other different types of business coaches, mindfulness coaches, um, yoga coaches, um, mindset, um, personal development, all these different types um, of support around. So I think for me it was also looking at and relying on some of that support that um, I need to also start to feed my soul. Like, you know, I give a lot out. You've got to receive as well. So that's me kind of getting in that um, and what am I receiving into my energy. So that's um, 
getting yourself some support and some coaching. And so that's what I did this week for that. Um, I also work four days a week. So, um, and this is becoming more common as well. I know some of your roles may not allow you to do that, um, but it's something that um, I've, uh, is one of my, um, I guess, boundaries now. Um, my four day, when I'm working for someone else, I need to, um, work four days a week. Um, I'm actually working or want to work less, but four days is great for now. Um, and then I do my coaching, right? So I do my coaching, um, and then my content and my mind, um, mind body wellness, um, on the top of that. So essentially like I do five days, but for what I'm giving, um, to, you know, someone else or to a corporate role, that's four days a week. And that is a boundary. Uh, and a lot of um, places are a lot um, more on board with four days a week. Um, I've always found that working four days a week, you still do get through five days worth of work. Um, but that is just my personal view on that as well. Um, all right. So that's work four days you know, is something I do. Have a look at how you work. You know, a lot of organisations now do the compressed working week, flexible options, you know, nine-day fortnights, all of that. Um, you know, it, you know, I know for me it does impact salary, but um, some of you might be in places where you can get other ones as well. So um, have a look and see what you can do, but that is something that I do to give myself that more space and also time that I can invest in my own business as well as in myself. Um, so use the commute, right? So I said I've got I said it's three hours a day if I'm commuting into the office, so that's a lot. So what I've done this week um, is I use that time for just a bit of quiet meditation and I am lucky I can sit on my public transport. I know a lot of you may not be able to sit, but I do get a seat so I can meditate. Otherwise, you'll be doing a standing meditation, which is fine. Um, I'm listening to nourishing podcasts. So when I'm on my commute, um, I'm trying to use that time for my own personal nourishment, right? And, you know, yes, there's times when I'll get my team's messages pop up and there's times when, you know, I've got to check an email or do something and that's okay. But I essentially want to use this time to listen to nourishing podcasts, have something feeding me. So whether it's feeding my mind and my soul, you know, um, so podcasts, I've listened to so many podcasts this week. So um, Jay Shetty is one of my um, favourite podcasters. Like he's my uh, favourite um, podcaster and it's On Purpose is what it's called. Um, it is amazing. It is great nourishment for you, um, all about wisdom, and it's great because I really do feel after every podcast and every episode I listen to that I am a little bit um, richer in wisdom when I listen to that. Um, another one that I've listened to and a newie that I am following is Sahara Rose. So she um, is amazing. She's an amazing story, and she is fantastic, and, again, fantastic at sharing wisdom, um, all these amazing people that are great at sharing um, their own journeys as well as what they've learned and then starting to to create a movement um, to really drive um, mind, body and wisdom um, across um, the world, which is fantastic. So Jay Shetty's one, Sahara Rose, and then one of my other favourites, which I love listening to because it is just so calming and he's just so calm and balanced and I just want to embody his energy, um, is Lee Harris. So he is a... Um, 
an energy uh, intuitive um, as well. So, um, and he's a great one to listen to because I guess that I find it very grounding and very wise words and very connecting when I'm listening to these um, podcasts. So use it for your commute. Look how you use your commute. You know, can you be using it a little bit more effectively to focus on your well-being? Um, so I'm also using that um, time as well for a bit of my creative time. So I've got, I love Canva, absolutely a huge fan of it. I have it on my phone. Um, it's not as easy to use on my phone, but, you know, you've got to work with what you got. So I use that as a bit of creative time as well and a little bit of um, try to do some meditation or some breathing as well. So use your commute. That's one way that I'm, because then I'm like, well, that's a lot of time I'm actually able during the day to be focusing on my well-being. Right. So, you know, you don't, well-being isn't just about, you know, kind of, it's not just exercise. It's not just what you eat. Sometimes it's not just, um, you know, kind of sleep, any of these things. There's lots of other different things you can do and draw into your life to really focus on your well-being and focus on recharging and nourishing you because ultimately that is what's going to help you keep going and recharging your energy so that you can keep going. Um, so there's some of the things I've done. What else have I done? So looking to start my day right. So especially when I leave early in the morning, it's chaos. I've got children. Um, but starting the day, I'm doing a quick gratitude practice before I reach for my phone because, yes, I reach for my phone every morning. And so I do a gratitude, try to do a gratitude chat practice and I make myself do a gratitude practice before I'm allowed to reach for my phone. So that is my way I start my day. Um, I also try to plan my day a little bit and I just use my notes section on my phone um, just so I know what are the big things so it gives me a really clarity for what I want from the day and I'm also set, setting an intention um, you know for what I want during that day to be so you know today's going to be a fun day today's going to be a productive day today I'm going to get great feedback um, or today I'm going to work on something exciting I'm going to be inspired today so Set an intention and put some of that positivity, I find, at the start of the day because that really does help um, fuel you as well. Um, and then I also have a shower every morning and I turn the shower to cold for about the last 30 seconds. So that is definitely something that um, I recommend you do. It's very invigorating. It's great. I know there's a huge movement around this. So try your cold shower. It is amazing. Um, I have a nighttime ritual as well, and I think I'm going to have to do a whole separate um, video or podcast on my nighttime ritual and what I use from a, I guess, a product perspective. I use a lot of different things um, and a lot of different, you know, things like aromatherapy things and all that that I use. Um, but, you know, after the kids go to bed, I pretty much start and unwind Um from then on and, you know, meditation and things like that that I try to keep consistent every night. So, and that's how I kind of try to clear the cache from the day as well. So I do that. Um, I have my green smoothies every day. I haven't mentioned my green smoothies yet. So I do have my green smoothies every day um, and I just put them in, in bottles to take to work. So they still have it and it's consistent that I have it every day. For me, it's something. And I also do have a couple of pre-made ones that I have for an occasion of an emergency. Um, but that's something that I do to ground me and also know I'm getting some amazing nutrients um, into my body um, as well as hydration in the mornings. Um, so uh, today it is Friday, so I'm hoping I am putting some yay back into your mind and body. 
Um, so I'm actually having a body day to really help alleviate a lot of that mental load and mental fog. So I'm really getting into my body to balance this out. So I'm doing, I've done yoga today and I've already done a meditation, um, dry brushing as well. I am very shortly about to go to an infrared sauna session um, and rest. I think they're kind of some of the things that I'm looking at doing today in my body day. So I'm huge on infrared saunas. I've just started doing them. I find them amazing and you feel great afterwards. Um, So I think, look at, there's different things out there that you can do that you might feel passionate about. Um, It might, you know, it might be dancing or, you know, going to other different art classes, Um, you know, walking the dog, playing with your pet. There's all these different things that we can do. And I think if you're just really aware of, what you need to be well. So focus on your wellness, not your illness. You know, really focus on your wellness so that you can really um, invest in your well-being. Like this is your self-care. This is your body. This is your mind. This is your should be your biggest investment. And everywhere we go, we're going to have so many people trying to take that energy from us, especially from a professional perspective. So that's a wrap for today. I just wanted to jump on and give you this almost um diary kind of you know of um what these kind of what I've been doing and how I've seen some of these impacts and some of these are just normal impacts but that just means we've got to manage it once you're aware you can act and I'm huge into action for your mind and body um because you will seriously see some of the benefits of it so thank you very much I hope you guys have a great weekend and I will chat to you later bye